The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yeah, don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming, I ain't the one you want to mess with. Use a joke, I ain't the one you want to jest with. The battle's coming, you only got a few seconds to run. Hello, Bengals fans. I am Matt Minnick, and this is Chalk Talk, the a post-draft edition of Chalk Talk. And not only post-draft, but you know, giving a little bit of time to to dig into the feet, the film, excuse me, uh, and you know, get down and, and dirty and, and figure out what's going on with all these picks the Bengals made. And speaking of film, uh, brought in another another film junkie and. Really, USA Today's go-to person in terms of the draft. Uh, she writes for uh, for USA Today, for Draft Wire, for NFL Wire. Uh, it is Laurie Fitzpatrick. Laurie, how are you doing today? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. I'm doing fantastic now that <clears throat> that um, I'm here. Honestly, I'm I'm glad to be talking football. It's it's been a couple days since I've been on a podcast, so I'm excited. <laughs> Dove into yeah. the Bengals a little bit. It's a, you guys got did did pretty well so i'm excited to kind of go over it a little bit yeah absolutely uh so well we'll start off first i i know you uh you cover the jags uh and we'll talk about some of the clemson film you've been watching it a little bit here but uh big news uh <laughs> looks like tim tebow's back uh that, i mean what wh- what do you think of this move obviously he's a, he's a little bit up there in age um but yeah, obviously was a was a good athlete. knows knows what Urban wants to do. Uh, you know, what, what should, is this going to be a thing, or is he just going to um, be there? No, I mean <clears throat> we're really not sure. Um, but this was this actually came out um, a couple months ago that he went to the practice facility, and you know a couple of people saw him there, and they thought that maybe he would be a coach. So it it was actually pretty shocking when it first came out like a month ago that they may actually sign him. And it was like the kind of like the whole world heard about it, but they were just like, nah. And now that it actually came out today that they're signing them for one year, everyone is just freaking out. And if you look at the depth chart for, for the Jaguars, they don't have like a single receiving tight end that they can rely on. Um, and, you know, you, you think about how, like, the way that Tim Tebow played with, like, so much heart and as a ball carrier, just as long as Trevor can kind of get it to him, like, on the run, I feel like he may have some yak in him, you know? It's it's mm. going to – I think it's going to be 
pretty exciting. Um, I just hope he's not terrible for his sake. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, 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 he seems like you'd be, be a good kind of off the ball type of guy too, which is gonna be a good fit with Urban. And I mean, I I don't know. I mean, he's a he's a divisive person to to some people, but I mean, when, when he had those uh, uh, that that year with the Broncos, like those NFL films highlights of him, like. Just mm-hmm. like driving him down the field, and then he's like, he's on the sideline, and he's just like, he's just having a blast. He's like singing Christian rock songs to himself, and like, I don't like, <laughs> like just the, just like the energy of that guy. Um, you know, it, it, yeah. it's a, that, that's a good energy to have around, you know. Yeah, definitely a good locker room guy. And when you have when you have two rookies that are like the staple of your offense, it's kind of good to to yeah, you're gonna have some some veterans there. But it's also good to have like somebody with a big heart, you know, just like mm. the way, just the way that he plays is just like, you know, uh, it's, it's like addicting. Well, like when you want to watch, when you watch him play, it's just like, you want to play harder too. So, yeah, I absolutely. mean, hopefully he and, and brings that. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely what you saw in the Broncos teams. Like, like he took them, like, like they did pretty well with him. You know, he, um, obviously the, you know the arm limitations are, are are a real thing, but like he had some some success there uh, in the, in the short term anyway, and yeah, yeah. I think a lot of that is just like he was he was a good leader. And like how how you know how much he was trying to be converted. Urban Meyer was trying to convert him to a tight end, like afterwards, and he said like it came out like a couple months ago that him and Urban talked after he graduated and was talking to him and asked him, like, hey, should I convert to a tight end? And Urban was like, you know, if you feel it in your heart that that's what you're going to excel at, then do it. And he just wanted to be a quarterback so bad. So, I mean, it only took, like, 10 years later to maybe finally go into his natural position. So if if this is really where he excels, like, you know, better, then – Hey, I'm all for it, to be honest. But I, I was a Tebow person back in the day. You know, I remember going to the Jets locker room and doing the Tebow in front of his locker and taking a picture. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, like, I I was a Tebow, like, fan. And I'm not, like, super religious or anything, but um, but he's just someone that, that like, really pumps me up. And, and I just love just his personality in general. So, I mean, it, it can't, it can't hurt. Right. I mean, that's a question that I'm asking. Is it going to hurt Trevor or would it like take away the spotlight from him or is it going to put the spotlight on him more? I mean, I I don't mind this other narrative on Mm. the Jaguars offense because it seems like when they when they are expected to do well, they don't do so well. So, you know, if if it's on if it's on somebody else, then maybe, you know, we'll do better. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Like it gives people something else to talk about. And and yet, like maybe if there are some maybe if there are some struggles, it gives them something else to to focus on with that. Because, you know, he can be a little bit divisive in in that way. Never in a locker room, but he can be divisive amongst, you know, people like talking about football. So, uh, yeah, that'll be be interesting. And, you know, I, I thought when he went to the Patriots, I was like, well, this is the perfect spot for him. Because nobody was ever going to say you should start over Tom Brady, you know, at least not at that point, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> well, definitely not at this point either, but, um, you know, really that was the perfect situation because there were so many people that were in his corner that like he went somewhere else and it would just take one bad game and, yeah. and, and there'd be those people like, well, 
play Tebow. And, and, and I think yeah. you're not going to have that with you shouldn't have that with Trevor because he's been so hyped out for three years, you know? Well, I'm not going to see him as a quarterback at all. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. So so it's just like, like if anything, maybe they'll they'll call for, you know, the the, <laughs> the Florida boy. Well, he's not really from Florida, but Gardner Minshew, he's, he seems so Florida, though. So, <laughs> um, but I guess at this point, it's, uh, it's like, you know, is <clears throat> is he going to, does he have hands still? And in baseball, did he lose his legs? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the strength in your legs and the like the power that you had when you're kind of like pushing off of players. You know, you know, if you don't do that in ten years, do you still have it? You know, mm-hmm. can you? Are your hands as soft as they as they were? Um, so, those these are all questions. Um, and then the, the last question is: Is Gardner Minshew going to give up number fifteen? So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's all, it's all crazy things, you know? It's, you, it's been a crazy month, man. You make a good point because Minshew is kind of the same thing where he, he's got that, that fan base that people just, are just going to love the people love the guy so much that you, you probably will hear whispers of, oh, put Minshew in. But uh, I, I, I don't know. And I thought it was interesting, too. I, I actually I went to – I live in Rhode Island, and I, I went to Patriots camp uh, the year that, that Tebow was up here, and – he was he was going to be the personal protector on the punt team. Like that was one of the roles they were trying him out at, and uh, so it'd be interesting to see like different ways they use him there because obviously that sets up great opportunities for fakes. Um, I if, if he makes the team and they they don't at some point run a play on the goal line with you know him as the Wildcat quarterback and run that pop pass, I'll be shocked. Yeah, I mean, and I think like I, I I haven't watched a lot of college football like as a fan. I'm totally all NFL, so I don't know like much about like Urban Meyer back in the day. But he mentions now how like how crucial it's going to be to have like those trick plays or those big explosive plays that kind of come out of nowhere. So um, I I would hope that they would put him, you know, right like. I guess the position that you said it's not, you know, is right in front of the punter. He's mm-hmm. the one that makes this the call. Like he's the one that uh, says hike. Yep. I actually did that. I did that position um, when I played football. I like called hike. Yeah. I was like, you know, it's not the center. It's, it's yeah, the, the person like we're fine. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I think that would be, I think that would be cool as hell if, if they, you know, did a direct snap to him and he just threw it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, yeah, and there's always that threat to run with that, too. So you get that dual threat guy there. So, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, and one thing that... Ebo. <laughs> one thing that I've realized, too, is that, like, when you run fakes, nobody ever covers that guy if the punter th- if the punter's going to throw it. Nobody ever covers the person protector. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, we've gotten down the, the Tebow uh, rabbit hole quite a bit here. But uh, but that's a good stuff. I'm really interested to see, to see what happens because... Um, Cause I like him too. Like I just like the personality. I love the energy. Uh, he's the guy you run, want around your football team. But um, so you know, you, you watched a lot of Clemson. Obviously, just like last year, uh, we as Bengals fans all knew that it was going to be Joe Burrow for a long time, and spent a long time uh, working on Burrow. Obviously, you know that it was going to be Trevor for for quite a while, and and have dug deep into Clemson film. Uh, had to double back again when when you pull off uh, Travis Etienne, uh, and now uh, the Bengals actually went into that uh, that route again uh, in round two this year after having T last year. I uh, went went for Jackson Carmen. So 
what what are your thoughts on on Jackson Carmen and you know what the Bengals were were getting out of him? Uh, looks like he is going to be uh, a guard at least for now. That's the way they're, they're saying. I wasn't I wasn't thrilled right away by the pick, uh, but then hearing uh, head coach Zach Taylor talk about him as as a guard, I was like, okay, well now I, now I get it. Uh, what are your thoughts on on uh, Jackson? No, I think a guard is is a good placement for him. I mean, only because you know he can work up to being a tackle. Because I, I don't know why in the NFL they switch linemen up. I actually hate that. But if they're gonna do it, then might as well maybe put the wider guys at guard, so, you know, so they don't have to move much. And then when they get used to those rushers and the stunts and everything, then you can move to the like elite position of a tackle, you know, where mm-hmm. he was most comfortable. But he he did he is like a he's like a swing guy. He can he can do both. So um you know three forty five that that that's a big fella right there. Mm-hmm. Um and he's not like six seven or anything like that. You know, he's only six five so he's wide. Um you know he has a good center of gravity which I think is perfect for the guard position, especially if you're kind of starting out. Um, he, the only thing is sometimes I feel like he, he, he lets guys take them where they want to go, but that's what you do as a tackle sometimes, you know, like if, if the guys, you know, if the rusher is sure. coming in hard, then, you know, okay, take him where he wants to go, you know, but that's, that's a completely different type of play. If you're a guard, because you're not in the tackle position. Um, sure. So, um, you know, it would be interesting to see, uh, you know, how he adjusts. But, you know, we saw him line up in both places. So he, he's, he has quick feet. He gets to the second level, a whole pull sometimes for in the run game. I, th- I think he's a really good pick, and I think he was mocked in the, the second round in a couple other, like, mock drafts that I saw. So, I mean, I think you got a good place. Uh, like, you got him at a good spot. Yeah, he definitely looks like he's going to bring a lot to the, the table in the run game. You know, he, he's a he's a people mover, and, and, and like you said, he can kind of get out there. He can pull, and Bengals love athletic linemen, or at least they did last year. We'll, we'll see what's happening with the new uh, O-line coach, but uh, that was definitely something that was a, a priority for them in the past. So um, we'll double back uh, to the first round. Obviously, the big talk uh, for the Bengals draft was Jamar Chase before it, uh, before the pick was was taken, a lot of people wanted Penny Sewell, wanted to take care of that lineman uh, before, uh, you know, uh, uh, before round two. Uh, but the Bengals went with Chase, went with Burrow's old guy, added some speed. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on Jamar Chase and, and what he uh, brings to the table in Cincinnati? I, I love him. Um Honestly, as a receiver, I think he has the fundamentals to really take it to the next level. And he already knows his quarterback, which is like literally the best thing that you could have. Um, honestly, that that's pretty exciting. Um, I was the only reason <laughs> I can't say the only reason why I was excited that the Jaguars got ETN was that he played with Trevor. Um, I mean, he's he, he's OK. I don't want I don't want to go into ETN. This is about. Jamar Chase, but ha- being comfortable with a young quarterback is key. So I think that in itself uh, is awesome. But I think he's a real physical guy, you know, like for his size. He's explosive as heck. He has like a crazy huge broad jump. He's in the 95th percentile in broad. And he has a f- over 40-inch vertical. 
So he's, you know, he, he's just a really athletic guy. And um, the, the number one thing that I like is he always tries to stack his defenders. So he's always going to try to get in front of, you know, the defender and, and make sure that he can kind of just slow his speed down and get right underneath of the ball. So that's something that I think, you know, Jerboro already knows that he can do. Um, the only thing is, who else do you guys have um, in your wide receiver core? Is- I mean, we got uh, we got uh, Trevor's other uh, go-to guy from college. We got we got they got T there, uh, and then Tyler Boyd in the slot. So okay, Chase okay. really brings that that speed dimension oh, that T. they Higgins. were missing there. So yeah, no, and and honestly, he's just he's he's a really physical receiver and he's gonna get open he's gonna get open like every time um so that separation is like the most important thing and i think that's just like that was an awesome pick for you guys i knew that i actually i wrote a draft profile on him and from the draft draft wire and so i watched a lot of film um and even though he opted out i just think he got some rest i don't think it's anything that you know you need to be worried about yeah, and it's crazy to think you, you talk about what a good route runner is and and how he's able to stack receivers. These are some pretty high level things, and he was a teenager the last time we saw him play. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's not it's not just like he came into college and it was just like well he was faster than everybody. You know, like he, he was doing some really really good really high level things, and um, now he's you know he's he's still young. You know, he's still really building his craft and, and, and developing yeah. things. He's already got the connection uh, with the quarterback, which a lot of receivers have a trouble in their first year, you know? So that's yeah. definitely a, a bonus that he should come in, um, you know, with an advantage in that area for sure. Um, and, and he was the going- number one wide receiver in two, th- like going into 2019 too. Um, yeah. You know, and and he had no injuries. It's just like he just—he's the perfect—he's a perfect like draft pick. Honestly, there there's there's really no downside. You know, he's not like super tall or anything, but honestly, you don't need to be just as long as your mm-hmm. fundamentals are down. And he certainly has them. The the low pads at at the break and at the separation. He's physical. He stacks receivers. He 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 has a bunch of different releases. You know, he does like bounce cuts. He's exciting. So yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned like the size and as physical as he plays. Like that's one thing. Like when I'm when I'm watching film, like obviously a guy like that. Like I mean, you, we're paying more attention to Burrow at the time, but you know, a guy like that, you hear about him. You know, other people talk about him before you get you're able to sit down and watch him on film. But like I always, I I don't even look at like size and stuff. Like I'll, I'll in their measure all their, all their measurables and tests and stuff. I you know, I'll I'll, I'll kind of look at that stuff later. But I try and go in blind. And like you watch him on film, not knowing anything, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna think that he's not a big receiver. He plays <laughs> he plays like a big receiver. Yeah, no, he does. And. So, uh, um, just, just one more thing, like, uh, you know, like Tyler Lockett and, and some of these guys, they're, um, Aaron Fuller, they're only five eleven. you know? So those younger guys, those shorter guys now are, it really doesn't even matter. Um, and he's taller than those guys. He's six foot. So just as, you know, just as long as he's not like five, seven, like some of those other guys, um, you know, like you said on film, like you kind of can't even tell. So, yeah, yeah, it's not like he's a 
you know, the guy that the Giants took in the first round. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, Tony, man. That's kind of a different deal. Like, you're looking at, at, at some different, uh, uh, you know, issues with that. So, um, and he, he doesn't, uh, you know, he plays big. So, uh, that's the way I look at it. If you can't tell on film, it's probably not really a problem. Um, yeah. You mentioned the, the draft profile. Another person you, you did a, uh, you know, major draft profile on uh, that was a little deeper in the draft for the Bengals uh, was Cameron Sample. Um, you know, the Bengals trend major transition over the last couple of years defensively, basically Jesse Bates is left, uh, you know, when, uh, you know, Sam Hubbard, but, uh, we, you know, when you look at, uh, the turnover there, a lot of change, uh, Carl Lawson moving on to the Jets this year, um, Geno Atkins, uh, cut. What do you think, uh, sample brings to the table in Cincinnati? Uh, speed. Uh, and the double team, honestly, uh, he, he's he's not from a big school. He's from Tulane, um, but man, this guy, his motor is so high, and he slips through double teams. Like I remember when I was watching him in the Senior Bowl, I think his teammate tried to do a stunt, and like they tried to they tried a double team sample, and his teammate got through, and he also got through the the double team. So yeah. it was just like. Every single time I, you know, I was looking at the line, um, I saw this guy making plays and I had to go out, I had to reach out to Twitter and say, Hey, who is this guy? And people had to get back to me and say, Oh, that that's, you know, cause I didn't recognize the helmet. Like I didn't know who it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, the when helmet, did the green wave start wearing blue? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like grayish blue. I was like, who is this yeah, guy? I, I was like, did he transfer from North Carolina and I didn't know it or something? <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, he's like he's he he was great. Um, I think he's he's someone where you can play. He can play the interior as well. He was taking snaps at the Senior Bowl, um, against offensive guards, and he has better hands than any offensive lineman that he's going against. And as you know, you know, offensive linemen, their main thing is their handwork. You know how you're able to kind of stay in front of a guy, and if a defender has better hands than you. And he's bendable and he has loose hips and that high motor and he's just so active. I think that he's going to be a killer. He's going to be a silent killer, man. It's like, I think you guys got a, a really good one there. Like he's, he's so good. I, I loved him ever since I saw him at the senior ball. I was like, who is this guy? And I, I watched out for him when he got drafted. So I was so excited that, you know, he went to Cincinnati. Do you think that, um, you know, do you think he belongs inside or outside? Do you think it's his versatility that kind of makes him special, or or, or yeah. you know, like, what do you think is the best usage for him? Yeah, I think um, I think his versatility makes him special because uh, he can kind of. I think he's better when he gets that acceleration going. So if if he does like maybe stunts to like the inside or outside, mm-hmm. um, it just as long as he's able to get going, then he's going to be faster than any of the offensive linemen that he goes against. So um, I kind of like him kind of switching it up a little bit, maybe going on the outside a little bit more. You know, the, that like extended outside defensive end. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll line up a little bit farther back. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's because they're really fast when they get going. Um, and I think he's a guy that he doesn't need as much room to get going, but I think it, it would be good and it, it'll, his speed will kind of, I think, be a little bit of a deception to the offensive line because you don't know where he is. And he's so slippery, he'll just jump right through, um, right right through guys. And that those active hands, like I said, it's 
Yeah, it's gonna be. It's interesting, and they used him a lot of different ways in college too. I mean, he was he was pretty much a stand up end last year, but he was more of like a four tech, uh, like a four eye. Um, oh, okay. The previous year, um, I actually I found one clip of him where he, it was like a passing situation, and he was playing the zero. Um, so they were getting a little creative with him in there oh, too. Wow. It kind of reminds me that, like the Bengals do a lot of that stuff with Sam Hubbard, so um, you know that could be an interesting thing, like on third downs and stuff, to have him and Hubbard maybe playing the same side of the field, but you don't know who's the inside guy, you don't know who's the outside guy, or um, you know I think both could, you know, I mean you could uh, you know put him at the zero and put Hubbard behind him like a linebacker. They've done that some of that stuff uh, in in the past too, and um, you know Lou Anarumo comes up some with some pretty uh, some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, uh, you know, defensively for them. So, uh, yeah, I think the, that moving piece like that, uh, really, really exciting into in today's NFL, where I think most of the better defenses are are positionless. Yeah, no, definitely, and and he's just one of those guys that I think is gonna be. Uh, dang, he got drafted, and who is that? He got drafted in in the fourth round. What he plays like? He should have got drafted in the second round. You know, and, and it may take him a little bit to kind of get used to it because, yeah, he he didn't have that competition that he was going against, like the SEC. Um, so I think there's going to be a little bit of adjustment, but he's athletic enough. He has quick feet. He has the acceleration. You know, he, mm-hmm. he's just – he he has that high motor to where it looks like when I watch him play, he wants to be better. So yeah. he's going to have a little bit of learning to do, but um, I think he's going to learn it quickly. In my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I mean, you definitely showed that at the senior bowl, and you, you see him against, you know, guys like uh, like Trey Smith from Tennessee and, you know, some of these other guys from some bigger schools. So, um, yeah. And now, he had, a, you go no, ahead. Go uh, he had 11 and a half sacks, though. So, like, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, and, you know, the Bengals are going to replace a, a late-round gem in, in Carl Lawson. So, uh, we'll we'll see between, you know, him and, him and Osai and – uh, Hubert, who they added later, uh, definitely a lot of uh, a lot of young talent in there. So it's gonna be fun to see what they do defensively next year. Um, so uh, you know, my guest today, uh, Laurie Fitzpatrick, uh, great X's and O's breakdowns, also draft coverage. Uh, where can people follow you, find your work? Uh, so yeah, on Twitter at Laurie Fitzpatrick, uh, it's pretty much just my name. Um, I'm on a USA Today with. I was, I was doing the draft wire now that the draft is over. I'm with NFL wire or touchdown wire. Um, and uh, I also have a YouTube channel and podcast uh, called Ponytails Talking Pigskins. So uh, come on over and, you know, listen to some female talk, some football. Uh, so, yeah, you can find me in those places. And, uh, yeah, d- definitely give me a follow on Twitter. So. All right. Yeah, de- yeah definitely worth some great, uh, you know, great Actually, those clips even you know right in there on on Twitter too, uh, some you know real quick quick digestible stuff uh, on there. Uh, so definitely give her a follower, give her a follow. Excuse me, uh, check her out, and uh, you know keep tuning back here. We'll have lots of Bengals news commentary all off season long as we get ready for uh, year two of the Joe Burrow era and moving forward uh, in Cincinnati. Who that? Yeah, we're coming for us hours.